Hi, I'm Shaky, and these are my tales of times forgotten. This is Shaky Subject Matter. Alright! SHKE Radio is on the air, come to you live from Studio 306. I'm Shaky, along with my co-host Fez Barlow. And tonight we're going to talk about the rock band KISS. But we're not going to go into a history of KISS and who the members are and where they came from. It's going to be about where I come from with KISS and how I discovered them and how they've been kind of just floating around in the background my whole life. And my story starts on a mid-spring day in Chicago. I was walking down the street and I saw my friend in a gangway and I looked and he had this white plastic guitar and I said hey what are you doing he said I'm playing kiss I said what's kiss and he came out with this guitar none of the strings were on it it was all dirty from being beat up against the building and it had a picture of kiss on it and this intrigued me because they really look cool with all the makeup and stuff. And I just didn't know what this kiss was. And sure as I was going to find out because they hit big. This is Kiss, each sold separately. And you can put them in any crazy pose you want. Each 12 and a half inch figure sold separately by Mego. Okay, that commercial was for the Kiss figures that they came out in 77, I believe. Now, you got to realize when you're seven years old, you don't have a lot of say in what you can get and what you can't get. And my father definitely had a say in what I couldn't get a lot of the time. So uh, there was no kiss figures for old Shaky. He just had to sit back and suffer while his friends got him and took him out of the packages and played him with their paper guitars in front of him. But I did get two kiss eight track tapes later that year from the mail. Mom got the Columbia Record House deal for 15 records for a penny. And I commandeered the old man's uh, eight track portable radio with the A-track would go in on the right side of it and I carried it around that whole summer just playing those two KISS uh, A-tracks that I had being Destroyer and Rock and Roll Over and that continued on until uh, through the through the year I didn't have any KISS records I had a Fonzie record player and uh well, let's just say the Fonzie record player was playing the Spider-Man vs. the Dragon Man a lot, and the A-Track radio was playing the uh, Kiss records or A-Tracks that I had. So, there was a whole slew of things that started coming out for Kiss within the, not too much in 77, other than I believe the figures and that guitar and magazines everywhere. And then in 78, things started getting crazy with Kiss. So, uh, let's move on to there. Rock the world, 
You've waited two years to hear it. Kiss Alive 2, the most spectacular live performances in the history of rock and roll. Kiss Alive 2, a special two-record set with five all-new songs, a full-color Kiss history book, and a Kiss surprise. Kiss Alive 2, from Casablanca Record and Filmworks. Okay, that was a record commercial for Kiss Alive 2, which didn't come out that year, but there's a reason why I put that in there. So, uh, we're talking about 78, you know, it's going on, kisses everywhere, listening to those Kiss A tracks, and then the bubblegum cards came out, mystical bubblegum cards, I never got any of those either, I just see them when people were walking around with them and show me, I'd say to the old man, I said, hey... Can I get those? He goes, no, you can't have those. I wouldn't walk across the street to see that band. That's that's going to become a, a running running theme in this program tonight. And it makes me laugh. I'm sorry. But, uh, so we move on through the summer, listening to Kiss albums. And then uh, news started coming around that there's going to be a Kiss movie. And I'm like, a Kiss movie? This is going to be great. So I, they started putting little bits out in the TV guide and stuff, and got to see the Kiss movie, got to see the Kiss movie. So uh, Mom and Dad brought me over to Grandma's house and left me there, and I got to see the Kiss movie. And, you know, I was really into Kiss and everything, but I didn't really like that movie. It was called Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park, and it was about Kiss. And I think... Kiss was the Phantom in the park because you didn't ever see him until the last ten minutes of the movie. <laughs> it was horrible. What a horrible film. <laughs> to this day, I still can't watch it. I gotta shut it off. But uh, back to uh, back to Kiss and '78. Well, what happened that year at Christmas? I got my first regular record player, and then my cousin got me kiss alive too and i was sitting there and i opened this thing up of course i got at my grandma's house where i couldn't play it but i opened this album up and on the inside of it was this balls of flame kiss standing in front of balls of flame the record the it was just huge and the it was double album and on the inside peter chris's drum set is rising up in the air there's flame everywhere, as I said before. But then there's this big book. And then little Kiss tattoos. It was one of the greatest albums I've ever received or got. And to this day, I think it's my favorite. But then, you know, as with things, I listened to it and I listened to it. And then it just started kind of winding down. And I'm like, well, what's going on with Kiss now? And then this happened. So, in the meantime, while we were wondering what's going on, Kiss was planning this. So while we were walking around trading albums with each other just so we could hear something different, because not everybody had 
every it's not like today with iTunes where you, everybody can get whatever they want when they want it. You know, it was back in the 70s, so you just kind of had to pick and choose what you could get from your friends. So anyway, we'd change out albums and stuff and listen to them. But then Kiss came out with these solo albums. And the Gene Simmons solo album, I had to have it because Gene's my favorite guy. Why? He breathes fire. Who wouldn't like him? So uh, we, uh, I got my Kiss album, Kiss solo album, Gene Simmons. And I started playing it with my cousin over at the house. And his brother was in the room with me. And we decided to scare my cousin playing it because it is a really spooky beginning. So we shut off the lights and started saying, he's coming for you, he's coming for you, and you ain't gonna get away. And my cousin started screaming bloody murder in the room. And my dad came rushing in to see what the hell was going on. And then he took my Gene Simmons album away for a while. So... Just adding another log to the fire of why I will never see Kiss live from the old man. But anyway, these albums came out and, you know, I, they weren't very good to me anyway. And I think a lot of other people, which is why you can buy them for five bucks to this day. And uh, out of all of them, there was only one hit and that was from Ace Freely. And the song was called New York Groove. But we aren't here to talk about Kiss albums and hits. We're just here talking about what they did with them my life anyway so uh that happened the kiss solo albums they weren't very good like i said uh, the girl across the street gave me a peter chris album which you know i might as well just throw that in the dumpster to me anyway it's horrible and uh i was kind of wondering what the hell am i doing listening to kiss these days and then they did this Okay, that's Kiss Dynasty, aka Kisco, from 1979. Now, I didn't know any better. I like this song, but I was just kind of wondering, you know, I was listening to these albums and I really wasn't hearing the sound that I really liked at the beginning of this whole journey with Kiss. And, uh, you know, other records were coming out, kind of moving into the rap and hip-hop stuff. Michael Jackson's getting popular with uh, his album. And, you know, I'm living in the city and there's kind of an urban thing going on, so I kind of started waning away from Kiss back then. That pesky photographer trying to catch Kiss off guard. Ace and Peter are intercepted. Hey, Kiss, look this way. Nuts! Then he tracks down Paul at a restaurant. Come on, shucks! Hey, Gene, over here! Darn! But Kiss has the last laugh. Kiss Unmapped, the all-new album on Casablanca Records and Tricks. Kiss Unmapped, available at budget tapes and records. Well, as you could hear from that record commercial, that was pretty much an nail in the coffin for me with her kiss for quite a while. In fact, I didn't even know they had come out with two albums 
in the time that I quit listening to them, including The Elder and Creatures of the Night. And you might wonder, well, why is this thing still going if I quit listening to Kiss? Well, something happened after school one afternoon. Channel 50 used to have a uh, music video show after school. That everybody would go home and watch. And now amidst the Culture Club and Michael Jackson and Prince videos they played every day. Lick It Up came through one afternoon. I said, what is this? And there it was. Kiss. With no makeup on. Now I failed to mention that they did take their makeup off. But I didn't have MTV living in the city. So I didn't know about any of this stuff when I was in the city. And... uh I had to kind of go around and look at things and see what's going on and stay up late to watch uh, Friday night videos. Now, every night, not every night, but on Friday, as I said, Friday night videos, what's wrong with you, Shaky? Uh, NBC would play music videos from 10.30 till midnight on Friday nights, and everybody would sit around and watch the music videos, and then they had a phone in line so you could... Uh, put in your favorite video at 50 cents a pop, you know, so that you'd pay to get your vote in. But anyway, they were playing Kiss videos on there, and I said, hey, this is pretty cool. But, you know, I never picked up any of the, I never picked up the album or cassette or anything, because I really wasn't into music then. I was more into just going and doing sports and that kind of thing. But then, uh, when I moved out to the suburbs... In 86, uh, I got cable, and I started watching, they had a show on called Headbangers Ball, and Kiss had come out with a new album called Asylum. So, uh, I went with Dad to Kmart, and tried to find the new Asylum album. And they didn't have it, but they did have Animalize and Look It Up, so I picked those up. And man, those were really good to me. It was kind of back to the old sound. Now you got to realize that between the breakdancing and Michael Jackson the and rap being introduced, the uh, rock and roll made a comeback as heavy metal in 83 with uh, Quiet Riot, I believe, leading the way. And then Kiss got their sound back in that music genre. But I really enjoyed it. I played it all the time. By this time, they had Walkman, so you could actually carry your music around with you when you went and did things. And I played it all the time. And uh, one night I rented this movie they came out with, and it was a lot better than Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. The movie was called Kiss Exposed. It was a fake documentary about Kiss where the four band members lived in a house supposedly together. And it had a lot of fun stuff in it, one of which was the host. But, uh, yeah, it was a good, good show. I had a lot of fun with that. I rented it a lot of times. I had it on vide- videotape at one point, but I don't know what happened to it, along with a bunch of my other videotapes I don't know what happened to. But, uh, yeah, so I listened to a lot of Kiss, and uh, they come out with a Greatest Hits album, with a couple of different songs on it that I didn't have already. And then they came out with Crazy Nights, which was really cool. 
but I could never get around to go see them because I was working or they I didn't know about it in time because we didn't have the internet back then. It was all in magazines and word of mouth and radio stations and a lot, a lot of radio stations were still not playing Kiss a lot. So, uh, yeah, I was listening to Kiss all the time on my little Walkman, riding my bike. I remember one time I rode my bike up to get the new Ace Freely album that came out up to a Flipside Records in Schomburg. And then, uh, you know, Dad uh, retired, and I moved to the country in 89. And when I moved to the country, the summer of 89, they had a, a Kiss album come out called Hot in the Shade. And there was no way I was going to go see Kiss because I was out in the middle of nowhere. So, you know, things went on, and... I did my little odd jobs working in restaurants and stuff and I came home late one night and they were playing the Unholy video on TV and I said what is this song and then at the end of it was Kiss so the next morning I got up got my car picked up my friend we went and picked up Revenge wow that was a good album that was a real good album to me anyway some people might not like it but that was the beginning of the resurgence of the old kiss if you can believe that through uh, many many weird twists and turns kiss ended up coming to a convention across the United States they had a kiss convention tour they didn't go on a regular tour they went on a kiss convention tour where uh, they would come up on the stage and answer any question you wanted play an acoustic set and then uh, sign anything that you wanted them to sign and there was no way I was going to miss that
those clips you heard were from the actual KISS convention I went to in 1995. And I had a really good time. And uh, I got to meet Gene and Paul and shake their hands and get pictures taken with them. And hang out with them all day and ask questions and see them play guitars. Acoustic guitars, not rock. Or, excuse me, not electric guitars with sound effects, just acoustic. But, uh, yeah, it was really exciting. But, you know, it was very exciting, but I was a little sad because I never got to see him in makeup. And I drove 100 miles to come see him and let him know that Dad would never let me go see him, even if they were playing across the street. But then they made an announcement that uh, they were going to meet up with the uh, other KISS members at an unplugged concert for MTV. And that was really neat to hear that. So uh, let's go fast forward a little bit to when they had the KISS concert on MTV for Unplugged. Okay, I was get ready to go to work the day before Halloween. I had the day scheduled off anyway. And uh, I was getting ready to go to work, and I felt this pain in my side. So I'm like, what the heck's going on here? I mean, it really hurt. I thought something was seriously wrong. So I drove to the uh, hospital, and they told me I had a kidney stone. (laughs) I said, what? They said a kidney stone, and they admitted me. So, uh, I went up into my room in the hospital, and the poor man next to me had suffered a heart attack, and, uh, he got to watch Kiss Unplugged with me. Yeah, it was an interesting time. Uh, I won't mention the projectile vomiting and asking for the help button. But anyway, uh, so, you know, times move forward. And uh, that little reunion went pretty good. And Kiss uh, decided to get back together with the makeup on. So I finally got to go see Kiss the original Kiss, with the makeup, in a huge stage show. And I went to go see him at a uh, Cedar Rapids, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, for the first time. And uh, that was a great show. The place was packed. And uh, I don't regret driving that far to go see him. It was worth it. And the other concerts that I went to go see him, I've seen him more times than any other band and it's definitely worth the effort to go see these guys because they put on a hell of a show that brings me up to one of the last times i went and saw kiss was when my house got struck by lightning (laughs) excuse me i don't mean to laugh but i was uh living in an apartment a little small apartment and uh some friends needed a ride to the concert so they uh, asked me to drive, and they bought me a ticket to the concert. And we were out there, and we watched the concert. And my one friend had seen Kiss without the makeup on, but he'd never seen him with the makeup on. And uh, we were watching the show, and the part where uh, Gene's getting ready to play God of Thunder. And I was sitting there waiting. I was just sitting there watching, enjoying the show. And I looked over at my buddy, and Gene hit that bass note 
and flew up in the air to the rafters and my buddy just dropped his jaw to the floor and could not believe that was happening i guess he didn't know about that part of the show so that was another fun kiss moment in my life and then that moves to uh today where uh we're finding out that kiss is gonna wind down this whole monster tour thing that they've been doing for the past 40 plus years and they've been around my life a lot in the background just playing in the music and just being a part of my life and I think they've been a part of a lot of other people's lives and I just thought I'd bring a little story about Kiss that you don't hear just how they've been interacting in my life through adolescence to adulthood to probably senior citizen isms whatever if that's a word and uh, I just want people to know that they're not really that bad of guys in real life too so I don't know what I'm gonna talk about next time maybe I'll talk about the new He-Man figures that are coming out this year or maybe I'll talk about that TV show called Battle of the Planets that used to be a Japanese anime that went on for 10 years but uh, we'll see alright well this is Shaky and Fez Barlow, we're getting ready to wind down in Studio 306 on SHKE Radio. So, good night, everybody. Ah!